Hello and welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox meeting of Adult Children of Alcoholics. We are a meeting in the Cobble Hill section of Brooklyn, New York. We meet every Tuesday at 7 o'clock at St. Paul's Church at the corner of Port Street and Congress. Please feel free to join us if you're in town. We would love to see you. Our speakers have agreed every Tuesday to have their qualifications recorded and made available for folks listening online. We hope you enjoy um, what comes to follow. If you are interested in attending a meeting in your area, please go to adultchildren.org um, and there's a list of meetings all around the country and around the world. Uh, ACA is a program for folks who are recovering from the effects of growing up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. So if you had a parent who was an alcoholic or otherwise a little nuts, you're in the right place. We hope you enjoy this recording. If you have any questions, please feel free to write us at TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Carla. I'm an adult child. Hi, Carla. Um, I'm a little nervous to speak, but that's okay. I'll probably get better than when I talk. Um, I've been coming to ACA for about, oh, how long do I have? 15. Can I get a five and a one minute warning? Thank you. I've been coming, I think this, I'm in like a little over three years. I'm going to keep track and my life has changed a lot and I've changed a lot. And if you're new, I would just say just, just keep coming and really beautiful miracles are going to happen that you really are not going to have to work for, which is like a weird thing to say, but it's like you do do work in here, but just these beautiful things happen. Um, so the tool I was going to talk about is uh, working with um, a loving inner parent and inner child work. And um, I'll just read the passage first. That'll probably help me focus a little bit. Um, so, loving parent. What does it mean to become your own loving parent? The first step in reparenting ourselves involves recognizing the loving voice inside. Our experience shows that every adult child has love inside regardless of what the person says or believes. Love is there, and it is original. As we awaken the loving parent inside, we remember a simple slogan, first things first. Many adult children rush into inner child work without taking time to meet their inner caring parent. As a result, some of us will struggle with finding the inner child until we take this necessary step. The inner child will not usually emerge until we establish our loving parent. In some cases, the sabotaging aspect of the inner child will emerge if we rush this phase of our recovery. This angry aspect of the inner child can overpower the newly developing <coughs> parent and delay recovery. Um, I don't know if I want to... There are many ways to awaken the loving parent inside, including writing a letter. I never did this, but it's a good idea. We might say, dear loving parent, I recognize you and I'm depending on you to help me be gentler with myself and more accepting of myself. Please challenge me to try if I'm apathetic, but also help give, me, give myself a break if I judge myself too harshly. Help me focus on progress rather than perfection. 
We keep the letter handy and read it often until it feels natural to make contact with this loving part of ourselves. Reparenting ourselves can mean many things, but the central theme is that we are willing to challenge our critical inner voice and to care for the child within. By reparenting ourselves, we lose interest in harming ourselves with addictions and compulsions. We remind ourselves that we have worth. We do this as often as it takes without thought of the repetition or how it might sound to another person. We awaken the loving parent inside by actively listening to what we tell ourselves about ourselves. We stop in mid-sentence if we are putting ourselves down or criticizing our thoughts or behaviors. We identify the source of the negativity, which is the inner critic inside all adult children. We face this critical voice with affirmations that state who we truly are. Through parenting ourselves, we reframe our mistakes as chances to learn or grow emotionally. This is the sign of becoming our own loving parent. Um, that isn't something that it's gotten, um, I just do more and more intuitively over time. Like, I don't know. I don't feel like my path in here was super linear. It's just like everything was very confusing at first. But I just talked to a lot of really kind, safe people that um, just listened to me and I listened to their stories and it just started seeping in and it just started making more and more sense. <laughs> um, I came in with super low self-esteem. I've been sober over 16 years and I was in a real codependent bottom when I came in. I had gone to... SLAA for love addiction. I didn't super relate to the literature in there, but it did help me recognize what I was doing. And I'd also gone to Karen Foundation, which is a like a five-day codependency, um, like inpatient recovery. So that was all like on my path to getting me here, I think. But I just, I um, was not happy in AA. My life was not what I wanted it to be. I couldn't see how other people were getting their life beyond their wildest dreams. And I was just like, what is wrong? What am I doing wrong? And I was super dependent. I was like, I had always felt like a child around adults. I could make anyone an authority figure, especially women. Um, and I had a really like, all my best friends at the time I came in here were very... It was something that was, like, progressive with me. I'd had some good friends in my lifetime, but the longer I was sober, it was like I was more and more with people that were very dominating, very bossy, belittling, but also could turn around and be super loving and take care of me, which is very, like, my relationship with my mom and my sister... And I would just get so small and so dependent on that, the love when they did get the love. And then I would get involved in these obsessions with unavailable guys that sort of liked me. They were sort of there, but they weren't really there. But I kept hoping they would be there, and I would use, lose years of my life. And every breakup, I was suicidal. I was on the floor. I wanted to die. And I am... Um, 
is someone that always thought true love would fix everything, you know, and I was very sick in that area, and I really had always thought I would get married and have kids, and there I was still single, 13 years sober, one broken heart after another, and, uh, you know, past the point, too old to have my own children, and um, I went through this bad relationship um, that was, I was broken up with, he broke up with me, and then I, I couldn't get past it, I couldn't stop crying, I couldn't get past it for almost a year, and I was going to therapy, and um, I, my best friend had moved in with me, and I just totally, everything went to hell when she moved in, she's so like my mom, and I loved her so much, but it was like I was violent, not with her, but like throwing things and screaming. It was such a coda thing and she was so mean when she moved in and it was like I was out of control and I had a sponsor in AA that kept telling me to come here and I was like, my parents are an alcoholic. I'm the alcoholic. But she was basically like, I can't sponsor you until you start doing some of this work, you know. And so then I started coming and I really jumped into the fellowship. I got a regular meeting that I went to, you know, and uh, <coughs> I really started healing and things started opening up. And uh, in doing this stuff and, and especially learning to be nicer to myself and not be so critical, like I could, one thing I could hear when I first came in was the inner critic. And I was like, Oh, inner critic, yeah, that's, that's that harsh voice. Like, that's what I drank to get away from, that judge, you know. So that was something I could identify with. And then I started hearing it more and more. And, you know, people talked about inner kids. And I, I didn't really, I kind of got it because I always felt like a child. But I slowly started, like, learning about self-parenting and just being able to counter that voice just a little bit, you know. And I got... A I did get a sponsor, although I think that doing the steps with a fellow traveler is really great, too. But um, the loving parent is a tool that, like like I said, it wasn't something I was using in the beginning, but um, it's something I use <coughs> now, and it's great because I don't feel like a child anymore. For the most part, I feel like an adult, and it's not that I feel 100% safe all the time. There's still people in my life that I don't feel safe with all the time and I feel shy but it's like progress not perfection and I don't beat myself up over that anymore and I'm like it's okay I'm gonna be okay and I feel like I have agency in my life now and I don't feel powerless and it's just I feel like I'm gonna cry it's just huge it's like I didn't think I could get a better life, you know, and I did. And I have a boyfriend now that he's a really great guy. And we're living together, and he has two children. And it's, I haven't had a relationship like this in my life ever. And it's not perfect, and he's not perfect, but the best thing is, like, I know how to parent myself through it with help, with support. Thank you. We went on a trip. We went away for vacation. 
last week, and uh, just the two of us, his kids were away. And he quit smoking a couple of weeks ago, and he was being kind of a dick. And he's totally, he doesn't have recovery. He doesn't, he's like not in any, he's not an addict. He just, you know, but he, in some ways, like I have more, like, awareness and stuff than he does. So he can't admit he's having cravings. He's, like, having fun. <laughs> he was being kind of a dick, and he wasn't even being... We were staying with some friends of his. He was being a little... He's kind of sarcastic at times. He was being snarky to them and kind of with me, and I was just, like... I had done something that I felt kind of... Uh, Okay, I'll just say it. It's like kind of something I'm embarrassed about. I went and had a laser procedure done for my skin on my face, so it was like kind of swollen and puffy, and I felt really vain for having done it, and I was like, oh my God, is it going to stay like this? I shouldn't have done it. And so my inner kids wanted to blame it on that, and that he, I was vain and selfish and bad, and I ruined our relationship, and that was why I was being a dick. But part of me me was like, nah, uh uh-uh, he's being a dick, and I don't want to be with someone that's a dick, so if this changes, doesn't change, I feel like it will. I was able to parent myself through it. I'm like, if this doesn't change, you know, I I would leave. And we were in the car, so it was just the two of us, and I was like, I'm just going to take a little nap, and I was just telling myself, I love you, it's okay. So we did something. Even if it was a mistake, it's okay. You're not vain. Everybody cares about their appearance, you know? And just, I talked myself through it, and I was like, I love you. I've got you. You're not wrong. He's being a dick, and it's okay. And maybe it'll change. And if it doesn't, well, I'll take care of you. I'm not leaving. And it was like, it feels really, like, silly to cry about this, but it's like, I feel like, oh, my God, you know, I would be, of course, heartbroken and temporarily devastated if we broke up, but I will not be suicidal. And I just feel like I have this connection with my higher power that I didn't have before. I deserve good things. I deserve to get what I want. I am not bad. And um, it's just like I wish that for everyone in here, you know, so just stay. I haven't... I've done this, I'm still on step nine, like, I've been here three years, you know, it's just like, whatever you do, you know, it's just, it's a gentle, awesome fellowship, and just, just keep coming, that's all I have to say, thank you. Thank you.